Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Or it's Andrew Lopez and Amos Morale the third. It is not Seth Dunlap tonight. We're co-hosting Amos Morale and I for, for Seth. Couldn't be here tonight. Takes two of us because we got to sit on each other's shoulders because Seth's that tall. Uh, the mics are actually – I don't know if you guys know this. The mics are really tie in here right now. Yeah, we had to get the uh, the stools for chairs. Like the ones like Grandma uses in the kitchen to get, every, get everything out the top cabinet? Uh, I mean, let's just call it what it is. These are, these are step ladders. <laughs> we're doing – we're going to be here all night, uh, 8 to 11. Uh, here on WWL Radio, we got a good list. We got a good uh, good show up. Todd Graffinini, radio voice of the Pelicans, and now he's also doing digital media for the Saints. Uh, he'll be on at eight thirty. Next hour, we got Scott Alexander to host the primetime sports on CST and WLAE. Following that, we got Chris Blair, the voice of the Tigers, uh, who can help us now all plan our fall wedding schedules for next year. Now that the LSU schedule has been released. Got a lot of fall weddings uh, that uh, I'm probably gonna have to send regrets to. It's uh, it, just give me on ho- ho- they're off on Halloween. I so I mean that's my birthday. I, I wish they played. I wish they would have played Ole Miss on that day. I need one of my groomsmen to tell me the exact date. I got a I got a vague date right now. How do you get a vague date? How do they just not? I mean, you should know that, right? I mean, they just got engaged. All right, I guess it, it took you a while too. They may know, and they just haven't told me. We haven't told you a lot of things. Uh, that's uh, that's I'm, just our life. I'm learning that about a lot of my friends. Hour three, we got Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show, uh, up in South Arkansas. Uh, it is actually South Arkansas, not North Louisiana. Uh, and then at 10:30, we have Ralph Michaels to come on here and talk uh, a lot of Vegas stuff. South Arkansas. It's North Louisiana. Where, do, where, where does where does Louisiana end for you? Like Opelousas? Uh Yeah, you go about it's terrible. Tw- about twenty minutes north of Opelousas, you're basically in Arkansas. Terrible. I guess you could count Alexandria. Sometimes. <laughs> Amos, uh, before we're gonna get to, we're gonna do this first break real quick, but before we get to that, uh, you were back out at Saints camp today. We'll start that. How um, what was it like? We'll go go back after your your week and a half of vacationing around the world uh how how was how was getting back out to the the weather that was saints camp today uh the weather was obviously the big story um yeah i was i was sweating a lot now the players were uh it was just a lot of sweat going around um you know different reasons for the sweat but uh practice was uh kind of mild today you know you had a couple live periods but for the most part it was a lot of situational work um you know you really got a chance to see some of the, uh, you know, the receivers, the young receivers that were competing because a lot of the situation and work called for them. Obviously, Jared Cook turning heads. Uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, the fans are hype about, the team's hype about. Everybody's very hype about Jared Cook, and uh, Jared Cook is even excited about what he could do in the offense. So uh, he's a guy that is making some noise out there. How excited should my fantasy team be about Jared Cook? I think, uh, I think, I think, I think that he should probably, probably, Consider a draft there. 
Just I, think, I mean, might be a good idea. I think I'll do that. Uh, we're in a, we're only in a fantasy league with you. I just have to make sure you don't get him. That's actually all we have to do. I just have to make sure you don't get Jared Cook. Look, talking about that fantasy league, I'm just happy that Le'Veon Bell is playing this year. Did you th- did you get him last year? He I had him the year before, and he was my keeper. Almost. So I just kept waiting for him to like end it, show up. You know, play a little bit, score two, three touchdowns a game, make it worth it. So uh, he's going to be a keeper this year. Keeper at, keeper at a, a little cheap price. Uh, I hope how was the, Okay. When you have a weather day like this, is are more guys cramping out there today because of kind of how this weather's been, or is it kind of it was well, see, just a regular day? That's actually one thing Sean Payton talked about. It was more so that they were off yesterday. So – you know, he, he says the day back after coming off uh, a day off is a high injury alert day for them. So it's one thing they really, you know, try to do is, you know, they don't want them going too hard. You know, we saw a lot of walkthrough drills, a lot of drills where they were going quarter speed. Uh, you know, they the, the running plays were ending as soon as a guy was touched, uh, you know, not even wrapped up. So uh, they were doing a lot. Uh, it took a lot of breaks, a lot of gave him a lot of chance to hydrate, really, you know, ended practice with a stretch. They were doing a lot of stuff to, to prevent those soft tissue injuries because, uh, you know, they've been around the block with uh, with these injuries, particularly these camp injuries. So you can tell they're being a little bit careful for uh, for you. Did you stretch today? I know this is your first day back after. You know your your honeymoon or whatever, you uh you went on over flying out to Greece. How was that? Did you stretch? Did Sean make you stretch? Uh no, I took the sauna approach and I just sweated out all the toxins. Uh, that's what I like to think. Uh, the the practice did today. So, no, I, I have not stretched. Yeah. I actually haven't been to the gym since a week before the wedding. I, I find that actually surprising. Um. <laughs> We'll talk more about Amos's uh, honeymoon and his apparent workout habits that aren't aren't there anymore. Uh, be right back with more of the last lap. 504-260-1870 or text us 870-870. I'm Andrew Lopez. He's Amos Morrell III on WWL. We're talking Saints right now here on WWL. Andrew Lopez, Amos Morrell III. We're stepping in for Seth Dunlap on the last lap. Call us. 504-260-1870 or text 870-870. We're we're just we're it's almost preseason time. Hall of Fame game was there. Doesn't really count. Preseason starts on Friday. Saints are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The big question is who who are we gonna see? Who who are we gonna see on Friday night? Does Drew play? Did you play a drive? What what was Sean talking about today, most? Uh well, you know, he said he'll let us know before Friday. <laughs> specifically with regards to Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, the question was, uh, you know, posed to him if Teddy would start this game. Uh, you know, in the past, they've they've started the backup quarterbacks. Drew Brees has really only played that third preseason game. That's when we get to see some significant uh, action with all the ones. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll find out. I expect to see a lot of Teddy Bridgewater and a lot of Taysom Hill. I also expect to see uh, – in this preseason game, uh, Taysom at quarterback. Obviously, we you know we see a lot of Taysom Hill in the regular season at every other position that he could play. I bet you know if they weren't worried about injuries, they'd probably put him at a uh, left tackle. I bet. Yeah, just right. to, just to see what happens. I'm look. Pre I I hate preseason football. I hate that it's four games. I think it's a ripoff that fans have to go and pay regular season ticket prices to go watch. A, a glorified scrimmage. I, I'd like to see it cut down to two, but I'm, I'm not playing Drew Brees at all. If I'm Sean Payton, I, I don't want to see 
Drew Brees, give me give me like a drive or two in the third game if that's going to be your dress rehearsal. But just let Teddy play. Just let Teddy throw. Just let Teddy break every preseason record possible. That's all I want to see. Well, uh, I think Teddy wants to see that, too. Uh, you know, this one thing he talked about, because uh, we had a chance to, chat, to catch up with Teddy today uh, after practice, and one of the things he talked about was just how much more confident he feels going into this game. Uh, you know, last year he was traded, the Saints traded for him right before the final preseason game, and he joked about how, you know, he was on the sidelines with the headset in listening that. to plays. And he said, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and we've all heard Sean Payton's plays. We've heard all these clips of him and Drew. They're not I don't I don't know what they sound like. It's like twelve seconds long. I don't it's a it's too weird for me. Yeah, but I mean, so you know, he's now had a year with the Saints. Uh he's been through a whole preseason. He's gotten a lot of work in this preseason. Uh, you know, they've given him a lot of snaps. He's looked good with those snaps. His ball looks accurate. Uh, he looks like he knows where to go with it. Uh, he doesn't hold on to it too long. So, I mean, you're seeing a lot of things that, if you're a Saints fan, give you confidence in Teddy. And then to hear Teddy say it, he's got a lot more confidence in what he can do when he goes up there. So I think he's very excited about whatever playing time he gets, which is probably going to be a lot. Uh, whatever playing time he can get in this preseason game, uh, Against the Vikings, uh, you know, it's a team that he's very familiar with, an organization he's very familiar with. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, um, he only made a Pro Bowl there. But uh, obviously, you know, uh, I think the fans should be excited about getting to see Teddy because, uh, you know. I want I want 15 quarters of Teddy. That's what I want in the preseason. Give me one quarter of Drew in the third game. and it. But how much more difficult does it make it that you, you only have three quarters? Usually at least this time you have JT Barrett that can play fourth quarters. I don't know. He'll probably be cut and re-signed 87 more times by the time Friday comes around anyway. But how, how difficult does it make it for Sean when you have to balance that you, you're going into the into these preseason games with the guys who are supposed to be on your roster already. You don't have an extra quarterback on. You don't have an extra body right there. It seems fitting that they have to play Teddy Moore, right? Well, uh, I think that's part of the maybe if you're – you could look at that one way that, oh, man, we got to play Teddy. This is a guy that – you know, we're counting on being healthy uh, when the season rolls around just in case, knock on wood, something bad happens to this Drew Brees. This is actual wood. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. It <laughs> hurt my knuckle there a little bit. This is how you know I haven't been in the gym in a while. You know, I, I can't even knock on the table without hurting my hand. So, uh, this, is, but no. this is married mode. This is soft mode. Hey, hey, coming off the honeymoon, all, we, all you can eat buffets. But I'll tell you, Terrible. Teddy, though, Teddy. Teddy, uh, I think that's one thing, you know, you, you kind of got a blessing in disguise if you're the Saints because you're looking at a roster that's it's going to be hard to make if you're, you know, one of these bubble guys, uh, you know, at some of these position groups because you look top to bottom, there's a lot of depth on this Saints roster, and including a QB. You know, Taysom Hill's a guy that obviously the Saints like. Uh, Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer. Teddy Bridgewater was a guy that, uh, yeah, put, you know. Put the respect on an, his name. Another team wanted. So, uh, you know, the Dolphins, you know, I'd offered him more money, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, a chance to, to go home. Yeah, to try and go out there and, you know, compete to be the starter there. So, uh, you know, you've got a lot of talent. And, you know, I think that's just one of the casualties is, you know, the areas you do need to evaluate and see, all right, is there a guy that can make this roster and make this team better is not a quarterback. So why carry four quarterbacks into the preseason uh, preseason games? Excuse me, because you did carry four. But why carry yeah, four of them into the so. preseason games themselves when, you know, you're trying to figure out who this third 
fourth, fifth receiver is going to be. You're trying to figure out, uh, you know, which linebackers are good enough to make your special teams unit. You're trying to figure out which, uh, you know, defensive lineman you want to back up that what looks like it's going to be the starter. So, you know, best to get a look at those guys and, you know, just let Teddy go out there and do what he needs. Coming up after the, that 8.30 break, we'll have Ty Graffanini, who's now the, he's the voice of the Pelicans, so I'm definitely going to slip some Pels talk in there. But he's uh, doing digital media for the Saints. We'll ask him who his surprise has been. Obviously, for the fans, a lot of this has been Emmanuel Butler. Who's your guy, not named Emmanuel, who's kind of taken your eye the most so far in training camp? Well, uh, you know, for the practices that I saw, uh, I, I got to tell you that that's a, a tough one. But going out there today, you know, Saquon Hampton's a guy that everyone in the media is talking about, just how he you know, always seems to find himself around the ball. Uh, another guy that kind of caught my eye, uh, you know, Cyril Grayson. It's not all good that's catching your eye, but when it is good, it's really good. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of guys, uh, you know, uh, that, that are, you know, finding, showing you that, hey, if you can find a spot for me on this team, I could potentially do some stuff. I really want Cyril Grayson to make the team, just so Brother Martin doesn't have the only Catholic League <laughs> guy on uh, the Saints roster in, in Will Clapp. I'm really rooting for a guy like Cyril Grayson. But Cyril, I, I'm, how hard is it for him to – I mean, you, you talk about it. You see him out there. He makes a lot of good plays, obviously. The kid didn't play. and He hasn't played since – I mean, he's been around a couple of you know practice squads here and there, but how much how, – how more difficult is that for him? I mean, he says he's fresher, but, I, I mean, you go from that to, to, you know, trying to make an NFL team? Well, I mean, obviously the, the thing that he has working in his favor is – the man is a you know, four-time NCAA All-American on the track. You know, he's a, a guy with that, elite, that means he's fast. A that guy with elite speed, and when you're playing a game that's fast, if you can run fast and you can move fast, and that's one thing we have seen him do is move fast. But I think where you see him lack is, you know, there's some technique things that he probably would have polished if he would have played college football, or uh, you know, he's he's kind of catching up to a lot of these guys in areas where they wish, you know, man, if I had his physical tools with my knowledge and my experience, I would be tearing it up. But I think that's part of the the problem uh, is, is with him is that, you know, he's kind of still learning. And you can see that in some instances where, uh, you know, I, earlier today he dropped a punt, just completely muffed it uh, during a punt return drill. And, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, well, he hasn't had as many chances as a guy like Marcus Sherrills or even a guy like Austin Carr to just step back there and catch the punts without running the rest of a drill. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, the thing that's really working in his favor is the man is just physically, <laughs> physically <laughs> gifted and, and an athletic freak when it comes to his speed. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's just got to try and catch up uh, whilst learning this Saints offense and, you know, trying to show these coaches, hey, you make a spot for me, I can do something with it. Does he make your team right now? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. Because, uh, I mean, I look at that wide receiver group. Obviously, you got the $100 million man, Michael Thomas. Not going anywhere. Tegan Jr. So glad Mike got paid. Yeah. Uh, funniest thing I saw was the uh, someone said they gave all the, uh, the money to fix the pumps to Michael <laughs> Thomas. I saw that on Instagram. I, I would give credit, but I don't know who to give credit to. Uh, if I find it, I'll shout him out. We'll we'll, sh we'll we'll do that during this next break. We'll try to find <laughs> out who it, who it was. But uh, yeah, you got Michael Thomas. You got to think Ted Ginn Jr. isn't giving them any reason. And Traquan. Uh, yeah, Traquan is actually he's made a couple really nice plays in the the practices I've seen today. Uh, one on ones ran a really nice route. 
uh, got wide open, you know, made a really easy play with his route running. So uh, he's a guy that I think, uh, you know, is definitely a lock. Uh, but then it, you know, kind of opens up. You know, Keith Kirkwood wasn't at practice today. Uh, Emmanuel Butler has been missing a few practices, and, and he was back. a guy that, uh, you know, was, you know, really making some moves. Rashard Matthews is a guy that every time I see him I'm not go gonna lie, up. I, I kind of forget about Rashard Matthews sometimes. He's, I mean, he's been so – he's yeah, been a pro. Yeah, you, you know, you, well, I can't forget about him because I had him on the fantasy team and for the poor, last couple years. Poor and, Anderson's fantasy oh, team. Hey, look, one week kept me out of the championship game. One week. That's all it took. Everybody had their, their season lows. But Rashard Matthews is a guy – Saw him go up there uh, in one-on-ones, made some really tough catches today. Uh, you know, and one of the things that, uh, you know, the players have talked about on the team is how smooth he is, how savvy he is, and, uh, you know, the fact that he's a veteran, you know, he uh, he knows what he's doing when he's out there. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that I think, you know, has a really good shot of making this team. Uh, you know, Trayvon Burrell was back out there, you know, a guy that's been around, that's going to know what's going on. So you got a lot going on uh, in that wide receiver group, a lot of competition. All right, guys, do not go anywhere. CBS News update coming up. I'm Andrew Lopez. That's Amos Merrill III. We'll be right back with more of the last lap right after this update with Todd Graffinini. We are back. We're about to talk more New Orleans Saints because, of course, it's August. That's what you talk about in New Orleans. Andrew Lopez, Amos Morrell here on WWL. You can call us 260-1870 or text us 870-870. Sitting in here on the last lap for Seth Dunlap. And we're going to go straight to Todd Graffinini, the new radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, but also digital media for the New Orleans Saints. Todd, how you doing? Doing great, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. I, know, I know it's been a long day. You had to stand out in that heat just like everybody else, so I appreciate you <laughs> being able to come on at this late. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting couple of weeks uh, just getting back into the grind of training camp. You know, I, I did it a long time ago in 04, 05, uh, right before Katrina hit. I actually covered – training camp then in 06 uh, first year that uh, Sean Payton was the head coach so uh, kind of going back a little bit but yeah it, w- when the days start rolling into the next and you don't know what day of the week it is <laughs> you know that you're pretty much into the grind of it I, I, I'm pretty sure I know today is Wednesday I think I, I, I think I've seen that somewhere well, today <laughs> it's well, the, Andrew, the lights at the end of the tunnel you know that there's a game on Friday there you so go that, that's a good thing uh, there's a game on the ninth. I, I didn't know that was Friday. <laughs> but uh, let me ask you a question: How many shirts did they give y'all? Because I looked over at, at you guys, and none of your shirts had sweat stains. So how many shirts did you guys run through today? Well, see, that's why you got to wear black, man, because you can't <laughs> see the sweat when you're wearing black. When you're wearing a black shirt, now when you're wearing a black shirt and you're out in the sun, that's kind of stupid, also, because uh, the black attracts the heat. So, you know, but I, I just don't wear white shirts very, very well. Um, sometimes you got to go with gray, but uh, no, uh, trust me, I was sweating. You just couldn't see it because it was a black shirt. It's a, it's a black shirt. It's, it's, he has to get another color. He only had his green shirts for a while, so now he has, he's got to have black uh, shirts. No, that, that is true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had a closet full of uh, Tulane stuff. I mean, I wore Tulane gear for 20 years, so it is definitely a, a new type of wardrobe for me we uh we saw Emmanuel Butler make his return to uh to to practice today I know he didn't go through a lot of team stuff but for for you being able to watch him how how, how impressive has this young kid been in, in trying this you know to, to make the roster this way well he made every play 
the first week he was out there, I mean, everything that was thrown to him, he pretty much caught. And a lot of these were tough catches. So I know he made a very early impression. It was a little disappointing to see him miss. He missed five practices. Uh, and, of course, you're, you're out there watching when you walk in and, and you're kind of taking stock of who's out there and who's not. And he wasn't out there for a while. And you're thinking, well, when is he going to come back? When is he going to come back? So it was a good sign that the indoor practice yesterday, he actually appeared in his jersey, but not really with a helmet or or shorts. So at least he made an appearance. Today he was out there, uh, the first indoor portion of practice. He was out taking part in drills. And then he was doing conditioning work on the side. So if you think about the pattern that we saw when Latavius Murray and Marcus Williams were out uh, for a couple of days, they were basically following the same protocol. They came back out. They did conditioning work. Uh, they stretched. They did drills. They And then they stopped. And then they were on the side doing conditioning. And they did that for two days, and then they were back out participating fully. So, again, if the pattern holds, today was really the first day that Butler was doing conditioning work which tells me I think he's got a chance to play Friday night if he goes through the same type of conditioning tomorrow during the walkthrough, which, of course, we're not going to be able to see. So Sean Payton hinted that we might see him on uh, at, during the game, and I hope we do because uh, uh, I'd like to see him out there with, with kind of the ones. I, mean, I don't expect Drew Brees is going to play Friday, right. but uh, to see Teddy Bridgewater throw him passes, I, I'd, I'd definitely like to see it. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, a guy that uh, definitely has a lot of the traits that the Saints have traditionally looked for in wide receivers. Um, you know, what has, in your opinion, been sort of the key to, you know, him being so successful? Uh, you know, because the Saints have always seem to be able to find, uh, you know, big wide receivers. Well, what has he done that's kind of made him stand out? Well, he hasn't dropped the ball. <laughs> he's made all the plays. And like I said, he's made tough catches. Uh, in traffic, and, and he's and he's been able to get down the field, and he, the ball just doesn't hit the ground. So that's that's the number one thing. If you're a wide receiver, you've got to catch the ball, and especially if it hits you in the hands, it cannot fall to the turf. And that's what he did uh, the first week of practice. So can he do it under the lights of the, of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? Hopefully, we're going to find out Friday. But I would definitely expect him if he does not play Friday, we get a full week and. Of course, we're heading out to L.A. on Wednesday to, for those joint practices with the Chargers next week and then the preseason game uh, culminating in that, that Sunday contest against the Chargers in, in uh, Costa Mesa. So uh, if we don't see him Friday, I'd expect him to be a full go next week uh, with the Chargers. And Todd, obviously now you are the, the radio voice. We talked about having all the green in your closet from being at Tulane so long. Now you're also the radio voice of the Pelicans. I can't let you go without asking Pelicans-related questions. Uh how, how have you seen those guys, Alvin, Zion, uh, Jackson Hayes, kind of try to integrate themselves with the Saints? It feels like they're, they're trying to do a whole bunch of things with them now. Uh, it, they're just a constant presence over there on all, you know, during Saints training camp. Yeah, Andrew, I, I guess as simply as I can put it, it's just a complete and utter family atmosphere. And, you know, before I got there, I, I just I got the sense that it wasn't always like that. Right. And I, I just think with – you know, first of all, winning the lottery it was, you know, an act from above. I mean, it just just to get the right 
to, to get Zion in the fold. I mean, who who ever believed it that the Pelicans were going to win? And then you throw on top of that, bringing in a guy like David Griffin, who stresses family and, and to hear him talk. I mean, you want to run through a wall when you hear David Griffin talk uh, about what he's trying to build here with the Pelicans. It's just been, it's been awesome to be a part of. And again, I've only been in the building really for, for a little more than a couple of weeks, but uh, you can feel the vibe, man. And, and it's just, it's been awesome. And, you know, the Pels are going to start up uh, basically at the end of September, early October for training camp. And then, the first uh, first game is going to be in in Atlanta, as the uh, preseason has been announced. So it'll be fun going on that trip. It's my first NBA game, calling and just yeah, man, it, it's <laughs> it's really been just been a dream it, it really has been a dream knowing that i'm going to be a part of all of this well i i for one look forward to hearing you on the radio calls it's going to be I, I i don't know a lot of people i know were happy when we got that uh appreciate you for coming on todd anytime guys all right todd thank you i i can say it. There, there was not a lot of people who expected them to win the lottery it, i was in that room i watched them get into the top four i still didn't think they were going to win the lottery when i was sitting right there uh, I, I don't know if you remember, but I texted you. The fix is in. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think that was their reward for handling the Anthony Davis situation the way they did. The NBA is like, you guys didn't drag this out. You didn't make it messy. So we're just going to slide this to you. Don't, don't it tell anybody. Been, it might have just been their reward for actually hiring David Griffin. Uh, we will be right back with more of The Last Lap. We're standing in here for Seth Dunlap. He's Amos Morale III. I'm Andrew Lopez here on Big 870 AM, 105.3 FM, WWL.com, or on the Radio.com app. I was, I'm still listening to the music. I wasn't even, I almost forgot we were coming back on air. Yeah, I, I was. Big. I was waiting for you to start with the lyrics, and I was gonna be like, "Hey, man, you know we're uh, we're on the radio right now." Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I can say all those lyrics. Uh, we're talking more Saints <laughs> here on WWL. I'm Andrew Lopez. He's Amos Morale the Third. Uh, we're sitting in here on the last lap for Seth Dunlap. You can give us a call, 260-1870. Text us, 870-870. Uh, we also have a poll up right now on WWLradio.com. Uh, if you were Coach Sean Payton, would you play Drew Brees preseason or let Drew, uh, let Teddy Bridgewater play most of it? I am of the let's let Teddy play. I don't I don't need to see Drew at all. What, what, who else? Okay, we got that one down. What are your other – what are you looking forward to on Friday night? You know, one of the things I always like about the preseason is... Uh, is the good seats you can get when you go downstairs because nobody else is sitting there? Uh, uh, or is that just me because I, well, I I paid for nosebleed seats? I was already sitting down there. A fancy man like myself, you know. That's, what, that's <clears> why <throat> I wanted Amos Morale Jr. here, not <clears throat> Amos Morale the third. <clears throat> uh, but no, uh, one of the things I really like about the preseason is, you know, you really get to watch a lot of those guys that, you know, you saw in college... That uh, you know, really you know, fight it out and try to to make it in the NFL. So you know, you always kind of get to feel like that hipster when you know the, your your fantasy draft rolls around and you see a guy that you know, hey, you know, I watched him in the preseason. He cut up. Let me uh, go ahead and take him in a later round and see what happens. Like last year, I took Traquan Smith in like one of my like final picks uh, that week that Drew Brees broke the uh, all time passing record. Traquan. I, I That's went. insider information. You shouldn't be allowed to play with that kind of information. Hey, you you go all, to practice. You're he, not allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to play. He was active. Can we kick him out of our league right now? Is that something we can do? You, you I will sue. <laughs> I will sue all of you. <laughs> you are, you are not taking, <laughs> taking me out of it's that. It's always so. It, 
Amos and I are in a fantasy league together uh, with, I think, 12 other people. Uh, a lot of them work in sports, so it's always funny when you see some of these late picks. We, we do an auction draft, so it's always funny when you see this late pick that nobody knows, but like three people are going to know in this draft because, oh, I watched him in week three's preseason game, get six catches for 80 yards, and the kid might not even play. But it, it is weird being in a group of uh, with people who actually follow the NFL for a living. My thing, my strategy is always guess who's going to be active. That's who you got to draft. Because if they're active, there's a chance they get to play. And if there's a chance they get to play, there's a chance that, uh, you know, Michael Thomas is going to be double covered and, oh, look who's streaking down the field, you know, by himself. That's all I'm saying. You know, when you got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara in the offense, Keith Kirkwood uh, is a pretty good fantasy receiver. That's all I'm saying. If you cover the NFL for a living, you should your entry fee should be doubled. You, you should have to pay twice as more than I do. I mean... I'm, I'm going to get it back anyway because, you know, <laughs> champion. Give me one. Oh, I hate you. Give me one position battle that you're focusing on this week. Uh, obviously, wide receiver. You, you know, that's an area, just like you said, where a guy, you know, like a Keith Kirkwood, who's able to just be consistent in camp, could come out there, catch a lot of touchdowns from Drew Brees, you know, have a pretty solid season at that position. Uh, you know, we saw last year with Ted Ginn Jr. went down. Uh, you know, Trey Quan stepped up, uh, Keith Kirkwood, you saw Austin Carr get a lot of run. So I think that's an area where, you know, a guy like an Emmanuel Butler, like a Rashard Matthews, uh, you know, a guy that maybe isn't as heralded, uh, particularly with this offense and with the weapons that they now have, uh, you know, with Michael Thomas being locked up, Alvin Kamara still being Alvin Kamara, and now Jared Cook factoring in that offense. That's an area where a guy, you know, a third fourth fifth receiver they're gonna see playing time and they're gonna contribute because they're gonna get a lot of opportunities to get the ball let's go let's go the other side of the ball obviously you you mentioned Saquon Hampton early he's kind of the guy that the media is starting to fall in love with if the fans are falling in love with Emmanuel Butler it seems like the media is falling in love with Saquon Hampton and he seems to I mean they probably picked him as a, a guy they thought was going to be on special teams and now he's he's making plays out day in and day out it seems and I got to tell you that safety spot that's one area where the Saints, you know, they've not been afraid to keep a lot of guys because they like what, uh, you know, some of these guys are the versatility. You can play those guys on special teams. They like guys that can play, you know, kind of in space, but also be really good in coverage. It's one of the reasons why I think Chauncey Gardner Johnson is going to fit really fit in really well with this team. He's a guy had a pick in practice today. Uh, so, um, but you know, with Saquon. Uh, you know, he's got a uh, he's going to be able to play some special teams, but just like last year, you know. Natrell Jamerson, uh, Cameron Moore, both of those guys had really good training camps. They were picks. They were picks. And they were draft picks that didn't make the team because of the depth. And, you know, you look at that safety spot, Marcus Williams is still on the roster. Uh, you know, Von Bell still on the roster. You know, you, you look uh Chris Banjo is a guy more of a special teams ace for him, but he's a guy that when they've called on him to play oh, safety, yeah, we've seen him make plays. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough battle. Uh, and we know we know they're not afraid to cut draft picks. Obviously, they cut Nate Wozniak today uh, to go sign Al Derby. So they're clearly not afraid to do that. But we'll see. I think maybe these safeties seem uh, just a little bit different. Uh, one more break. We're talking. We're going to talk a little bit more Saints, and then we're going to get into it with the next hour with Scott Alexander here on WWL. Andrew Lopez, Amos Morrell the third, sitting in for Seth Dunlap on WWL. We are back here. Andrew Lopez, Amos Morrell the third, 
here on WWL, sitting in for Seth Dunlap on the last lap. Just just taking over, man. Just having having fun. Kick back, relax. Was that a little Rick Ross we came back into? We I love this music. I'm having way too much fun with this music today. Oh man. We got uh we got a few minutes before we have to go again, but let's let's go to the phone lines. It's it says Jared, but I'm pretty sure it's not Jared. I think I know who this is. Uh, yeah. It's it's Jared Roser, isn't it? What's up, baby? It's How y'all Jared. doing tonight? It's Jared Roser. <laughs> Jared Roser of TigerDetails.com, who was was in Amos's wedding a couple of weeks ago. Just decides to 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 call in because we're we're on the radio. Yeah, you're not planning a fall wedding, are you? Me? No. As much as my mom would love that, no. I just I miss you so much. Watching your Instagram make me miss the Mediterranean, and I was wondering if, as a known hummus detractor, if if you had any good hummus over there, how that was going. Uh, not a single <laughs> drop of hummus touched you my trash, body. Bro. You trash. Lots of fried like calamari though. Lots of fried. Calamari. I could I could see that being a lot of a lot of the fried food there. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Jared, now that we got you, I mean, we're we're gonna talk a little bit of LSU in the next hour when we have Chris Blair on. Uh, at 9:32, but now that we we have you on, what's what's kind of been your impression so far of uh, of, of LSU football and the, the the few practices, the few glimpses of practice that you've gotten to see so far? Yeah, I mean, we don't get to see a whole lot firsthand. Obviously, just some of those individual drills at the beginning of practice. But I mean, so far so good. Uh, there have been a few more absences than I think they would like to have right now. But kind of. A little bit of a weird telling moment to me yesterday at the end of O's press conference uh, was he was asked about only having 12 offensive linemen out there yesterday and and just thoughts on kind of a, a smaller group than would be ideal. And he responded really kind of comfortably and, and easy and, and almost jokingly about it. And obviously they want, they want more out there and they think a lot of those guys will be back soon. But something about – just his demeanor at that moment kind of you could kind of sense that they feel good about where they are and they're missing a few guys but they expect them all back pretty soon and in the meantime some of these young guys are really stepping up and so uh there's just some of those little tells right now that i think it looks like lsu is gearing up for a for a season to meet some of those high expectations floating around see now now that you actually i just wanted you to talk about the thing you actually do before we can get back to clowning around with amos now I mean, I'm happy, I'm always happy to clown Amos. I'm always happy to talk LSU. What, I mean, whatever whatever works. I definitely needed to mess with Amos about hummus as soon as I saw he was hosting a radio show. I do, I do want to ask you this. We, we talked about this before this hour. I feel that if you covered the NFL, your fee into a fantasy football league should be doubled. I, I, I Shouldn't Amos and, and Hellman have to pay more? Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 100% behind that because – they're both terrible, so it's pretty much just giving it to the rest of us at that point. I finished third last year. That's the best you've ever finished, <laughs> and you still only finished third as an NFL writer. I had the most points leading into the, like, I had one bad week, first off. Secondly, you cover college football, so you see all of the, you know who uh, all the sleeper college people. College football is not pro football. But you when know who all the sleeper fantasy. people, you know who all the rookies are, you know what the situations they are. You got you got the same advantages, let's be real. I don't, no, I don't think so. No, I definitely, I'm with Jared I definitely on this one. I, yeah, I don't have nearly as good of a read on uh, 
on what's going on around the NFL as as you guys do. I really, outside of the Saints and a couple a couple big spots, I, I'm not as up on that. I, I mean, I might know the rookies um, and some of those younger guys, but I don't have as as good of a handle on the pro stuff as as you do. Um, and I mean. But look, congratulations on a fantasy league that's like twelve or thirteen years, and you finally finished third one year. That's awesome. Well, first off, first off, let me <laughs> say this. I, w- I wish you could see his face right now. He's he's in full Amos mode right now. First off, let me say this: if you want to know as much as I know about the NFL, you should follow me at Amos underscore Morale. I I I three for the Roman numeral three on Twitter. So thanks, uh, thanks for explaining Roman numerals. You uh you should do that well, if you want to know he as just much. Got back from Italy and Greece, so he's got a real good handle on that now too. Oh yeah man, I'm pretty much a travel agent at this point. So oh. if you want to know about uh European <laughs> vacations, also follow me. All right Jared, appreciate you calling in buddy. Yeah man, always a pleasure. Later y'all Amos Morale, Andrew Lopez. We're coming in next hour. We're gonna talk to Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on CST and WLAE here on WWL. Thanks for listening. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.